Hey there! Thank you for tuning in to Trans Planar RPG! We are an all-transgender, people-of-color-led, 100% homebrew, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition livestreamed actual play campaign set in an original, non-colonial, anti-orientalist world. I am your Game Master, Connie, my pronouns are they, he, and she, and this is my cast. My name is C, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Okahaye, an Asamar blood hunter slash monster hunting expert. I'm Erica, and I play V Shurzo, your lovable elf sorcerer slash charlatan with draconic ancestry. My name is Lyra, and I use they-she pronouns. I play Manaya Wairua, a half-orc fighter with a sailing background. I'm Max, my pronouns are they-them, and I play Dewey Quirk, an Aarakocra artificer and researcher on the run from his former employers at the Ohanahi Research Laboratory. You can support Transplaner RPG by pledging to our Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res assets, and much, much more. As a heads up, this podcast is stitched together from the video of our Twitch streams. I promise the audio quality improves as we upgrade our gear, and I'm so excited for you to listen to this campaign. You can also support us by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps immensely with getting new listeners to find us. So, with that out of the way, here are the content warnings for this episode. Content warnings for this episode include centipedes, body horror, fantasy violence, gore, death, graphic neck gore, human corpses, blood, and bloodletting. Arc 1, Episode 10 Bad dreams of doom and so much love left unspoken From Things Haunt by J. Jennifer Espinoza We begin, as always, with a gift from me to you. Love isn't anything but showing your wrists and waiting for red. It's not the gesture, the collapse, the inevitable collision of body and blood. It's the waiting. It's the veins on the back of your mother's hands, soft as forgiveness, as she peels shallots, her body framed like a monument against the black morning. Remember her like that. Not the witnessing, not the outliving, not the bed in the room too small to hold your grief, how her heart broke and it didn't make a sound. The cliff was never there, but you fell anyway. What will you find at the bottom? Dewey, you stand in the back of Amara's arcane armor and ammunition, surrounded by crates and darkness, looking into the eyes of your sadistic pursuer. What do you do? I wait for his move. Okay, you don't do anything. You don't react. In that case, the myriad, this man, his smile seems to widen, uh, almost seeming to split his face. How can someone smile so wide? It doesn't make any sense. And yet it's happening. And his next words that he says to you, again, his voice sounds so ordinary. It's odd. And this man says to you, It's been a while, Cardu. You thought you got away for a minute there, didn't you? But you didn't. You'll never outrun your destiny. And your destiny is me. Then again, I'm not an unreasonable dog. 
and the myriad begins to pace in a wide circle around you. And you see a playing card suddenly appear in his hands, and he seems to be flipping it back and forth between his fingers. Why don't we make a perception check? Oh, shit. Okay. Oh. It was a 24. A 24? Oh, wow, holy fuck. Make okay. fun of me all you will, all you want. He's twirling a joker. Two different jokers of two different colors, a blue one and a red one. Uh, every time he flips it, it seems to change color. And then as, as he's pacing around you, you smell that familiar smell, that smell that stalked you in the forests of too long. Burning hair. That's what he smells like, burning hair. And then he pauses and looks at you like a cat toying with a mouse. Tell me something, Cardew. How do you want to die? I'll give you a choice. Something natural, something primal, or something dead. Can I ask you some questions first? <laughs> you know what? Why not? I'm in an entertaining mood. It's been a couple of weeks since we last encountered each other. How about this? You can ask me three questions, and then you have to answer mine. And uh, the myriad sort of settles back and watches you with one glistening ruby eye. What do you ask him? What's your stake in it? Uh, aren't you a hired sword by the, the URL? <laughs> yes, I am. Next question. No, but I asked what, what your stake. Those are well, two questions. You asked me if I was a hired sword by the URL, and you asked me what my stake was. Okay. Yes, I was hired by the URL. Stellar! Abilities of deduction, Cardu. No wonder they hired you for the hardware department. My stake in this? It's amusing. It's fun. You are quite the quarry. Running, running, running. See, I love prey like you. So scared, so... Cowardly. How will you scream when I tear you apart? Your question? No, that wasn't... Hmm, that was a question. Okay, that's fair. That was my question. What's your third question, then? I think telepathically to my sword. Okay. And I think the word, go nuts. You think donuts? Oh, go nuts. Go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I kind of forgot that at the end of last session, actually, I had stated that the myriad had had his hand on the sword. He was just about to put his sword in the sheath. He was, he was. And let's and say he, he, let go. he let you have your weapon. Okay, let's say that was a conscious decision, and then he stepped away and is now circling you. So you, you think, go nuts to your sword. Great. Roll initiative. Speaking of which, Oka and Manaya, the two of you stand in the middle of an arena. There are dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of people around this vast, like, football field-sized fighting pit. This monster fighting pit. There's cheering, there's screaming. All around you, you smell must, you smell dirt, you smell blood, and you smell excitement and bloodthirst. Three fighters, men, human men, very normal, <laughs> stand nervously on the outer edge of this monster fighting ring. You also stand on the outer edge as you square off against a creature in the center, a, a large, a huge creature actually, 15 feet tall with a neck, almost like a giraffe's, very, very long, extending from a contorted body, ending 
in a bald human head, the face contorted in an expression of permanent grief or anguish. A visages that belong to different people peek out from its wrinkly, pale, pallid flesh, and three sets of legs extend from the torso of this creature's body. This huge monster ends in a long, thin, spiked tail uh, with various like just thorns coming out of its, its spine, seeming to drip with this kind of green and black liquid. This is the monster that faces you now. The one other person in the arena that seems to stand out is a drow woman, large, imposing, intimidating, gray-skinned, similar to you, Oka, but with red, black. And now you see as she is like cracking her neck, golden tattoos as well of raven feathers, just decorating every inch of her exposed muscular arms. She unfurls this long, wicked black whip at her hip, and you notice that it has like these spikes, like thorns, that ripple up all the way, all the way up the, the length of this whip. Do the two of you do or say anything before we roll initiative for you two? I think Oka and Manaya are pretty close to each other. Oka is gonna kind of just like touch Manaya with their elbow and nod toward the creature's tail, and they go, that is the most dangerous part of that animal. Watch out for that. Doesn't look like the front is much better. Maybe the only advice is just watch out. I've got your back, you've got mine. On it. Roll initiative. Next, we travel to V. V, you stand alone at the bottom of the stairs in the Chrysalis's headquarters. Uh, all around you, the smell of must, of basement, and of course, now, of gore. You see several, maybe two or three of familiar creatures that we fought back in our pilot episode, but I'll re-describe them right now. They look like kind of featherless chickens, but not as unintimidating. Their heads aren't really heads. It's just sort of like a body that ends in a huge mouth full of sharp, gnawing, gnashing teeth. They're about, they're, they're about the size of dogs and they're bi bipedal. So they have two big muscular legs with these sharp talon-like claws. You see the remains of a person, people actually, that these two or three creatures are feasting upon. And as soon as the light falls on them, their big glossy black eyes, like a shark's eyes, they don't have any pupils, just sort of blank primordial stare, turns and fixes onto you, V. What do you do before we roll initiative? Can I get a sense of the room? Are there any other entrances or exits to it? I will allow you to make a perception check before you roll initiative, if that's what you want to do with your action. Yes, I would. I would like to, to know that information. Okay. Sounds good. Roll perception. Nine. With a nine, you don't see anything beyond what I just described to you. You just sort of see like several like iron cages. You see what maybe two or three, but it's dark. Like the dim light doesn't shed beyond what's already there. You see blood, splatters of blood on the ground. You see torn clothing, and you see these thing like shark-like primal eyes. I'm gonna light the room up with. Uh, I'm gonna cast some fireball. Roll initiative to see who goes first. And yep. let's go back to the top of the order. Dewey, what did you get? Just a point of inspiration. And okay. I got a 19. Okay, you go first. I'm so going to have uh, the sword mm -hmm. fire on like um. You know, like when one end is heavy and the wings are on the other, and it's just kind of like propellering, like like a death, sure, like a like a death helicopter blade, sure. Right. Like it did in that room you locked it in. Just have it go buck wild. Exactly. And then I'm going to take that opportunity, hoping to distract the myriad and run into. There's like 
I can hide behind them, right? Yeah, there's like a bunch of boxes everywhere. Some of them are like stacked on top of each other, but there's like some mm -hmm. like of varying sizes just scattered all around. Again, this seems almost to be like a pocket dimension. There don't seem to be any walls or ceilings. It's just sort of a room. What, what are you having me roll for? Attack for, on behalf okay. of your sword. So you okay. look at the stat block for your sword and you attack oh as God. it. That was a 10. A 10, unfortunately, is not going to hit. You hear, you hear it like scream in your head go, yes, yes, blood, violence, I crave this father. And just sort of cartwheels and but the myriad just sort of like, it's like he knows exactly where to go before the sword does. And your sword actually with a 10, cause it missed, spins out of control and it hits one of the crates. Roll a D 1000 for me. 1000? How you do that is you roll 3D 10 sequentially and each number is going to be counted as one out of 1,000. If you get three tens, that's 1,000. Right. Sorry, Connie, did you, spend, did you spend a week and two weeks just coming up with a thousand different items that are in these crates? Just wondering. I will not say anything. 807. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, as soon as your sword sort of, it slices open a wooden crate, blinding white light seems to spill from inside this crate and you're you're temporarily blinded and as soon as the light settles down for a hundred for a hundred feet around your sword there are no more crates there are no more boxes and the ground seems to become transparent for a hundred feet around your sword it's like you're floating in the middle of space even though you can feel the ground underneath you do you have any other actions you can take, Dewey? Once I am concealed behind these boxes, I'm casting a spell. I'm going to pull my hood up over my head, and there's going to be a veil of shadows and silence that radiates from me. Is my sword within 30 feet? Yeah, let's say it is. Okay, then it's also affected. Okay. Um, yeah. In the midst of this invisibility, a veil of shadows descends upon you. And you hear the myriad laugh again, this booming laughter radiating out from this dog-like jaw. And he says, you can run, Cardu, you can run, but you can never hide. You didn't answer my question from earlier. If you wanted to die by something natural, something primal, or something dead, I'll choose the hardest one for you. And then his head seems to crack. And he like lets out this like guttural growl and he begins to transform. You just see suddenly like he's he's like bulging his skin and his fur, and then he scatters. Just poof. He like seems to explode into a swarm of centipedes. This is literally the worst possible outcome. There's enough centipedes to comprise like a person, and it seems to be just skittering over nothingness, over this like blank space, and she's like running toward where you are. Based on how you're using Pass Without Trace, I'm gonna have him make his attacks against you with disadvantage. Does a 12 hit? Nope. Okay, uh, would a 16 hit? Mm-hmm. You are going to take, you're gonna take six points of piercing damage as the centipedes suddenly grab onto your leg and they begin to skitter up your body and they're leaving tiny little bites all over your Banana body. boat! Oh, okay, <laughs> great, cool. Cool. No more bug talk. No more bug talk. Got it. Uh, so let's move on to Oka and Manaya. Uh, so what did the two of you get for your initiative roll? 17. 18. Manaya, you are going to go first. Have we positioned ourselves at this point or are we yes. just entering the arena let's from say the you've dugout? Let's you've positioned yourself. I'll allow you to state where you are. So I sort of imagined us as we enter into the arena, we go to the left and mm -hmm. forward just a bit. 
to be on the creature's right side and also in full view of Miss Pink Frilly Black Teeth. I will face towards the dugout. And then Oka, if it's okay with you, see, will be facing the wall that the thing is up against. So y'all y'all are sandwiching it? No, we're side by side, back to back. Oh, got it. Sure. That's fine. I'm not going to take any combat actions like against it. I'm going to wait for it to come to us. But I will make a perception check to see any exits, any ways we can get out. Are there any other dugouts or places we could get out? Not that we're going to get out now, but in case we need to. I'm not going to make you make a perception check for that, because that would suck for you to take your action away. I'm just going to describe what you see. Uh, inside the ring, there are two entrances slash exits. There's the one that this monster was sort of roped in through, and there's the one on the other side. So if this mm-hmm. monster fighting pit were an oval, it would be on each tip of the oval like that. Yep. We didn't come in from the side of the oval. Okay. To get in, you sort of, the wall opened up because y'all were in sort of like a little, like similar to like a penalty box for hockey. You know how mm-hmm. like the, the wall of the hockey rink can open? The exits on either end of the oval have like portcullises down, drawn down to prevent escape. Even though you know that the wall can open in that like one quote unquote penalty box area, like the waiting area, let's say, um, it seems to be closed and guarded. The whole point of this is sort of like either you die or the monster dies. Right, right. Yeah. Are there any places we can take cover? It appears to be a straight arena. Yep. Okay. Instead of being back to back, I think we're both going to face the monster. Okay. And I'll watch everyone else until the monster gets to us. So you're not going to attack? No. It's too far away, right? You can make it. You can get to it. Uh, you can delay your turn and have Oka act first if you are at a loss. For I'll do that. Do. Okay, great. I'll do so that. Oka, you go first. What do you do? I'm going to start with a bonus action. Oka is going to unsheath their Dow blade kind of do like a cute, you know, like twirl, but as they do, they're going to just make a tiny little cut on the side of their cheek. So I'm going to roll a d6. All right, and I'm going to take four points of damage, activate my crimson right, so the blade begins to glow hot with fire. Okay. It's kind of like the moment right before the storm, like hunches a little bit, they twirl their blade, they look at Manaya odd once, and they're gonna charge in. Wait. Yes, Manaya? Wait, I have an idea, too. Okay. I think we're maybe having the same idea. I think we might have the same idea. What's the Uh, idea? Uh, Oka turns to Manaya as they're starting to dash forward, Mm -hmm. and they go, Throw me! Throw me! (laughs) (laughs) By Mahout. Get on on the axe. Uh, Oh, fuck yeah. Oka's gonna jump forward, jump backward, Put the axe beneath their feet. Okay. And just we're gonna launch them. So you're gonna try to get to the face and hit it, Oka, is what I'm assuming? I'm gonna see how far I'm getting. If I need to use my radiance radiance hole, I will. Okay, so Manaya, let's say that's your action is to help this happen. Uh so why don't you <laughs> roll athletics? Oka, you're fine. You're just being launched. I'm just being launched. You're being NBD. launched. You're being catapulted, no big deal. Uh non-natural. 21. Non-natural 21. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that oh, is pretty incredible. Uh, so, yeah, with a 21, you're right on target, Oka. You are soaring through the air. The wind is rushing. You hear the crowd just go bonkers. Everyone, and you hear this, like, announcer go, Holy smokes! By Scott and Nectus by Unibathi, I've never seen such a maneuver being used. Look at that drow fly! Seems to have mistakenly labeled you a drow based on your appearance, Oka. As you're soaring through the air, make an attack roll against this thing's head. I will give you advantage on that attack roll because that was a baller move. 
Oh, fuck yeah! All right, y'all, let's do this. And let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, that was an eight and a nine, so I'm gonna use a point of inspiration. Great. My personal inspiration. Personal inspiration, got it. All right, baby! That was a natural 19. Let me add what I'm gonna add. It hits, you don't have to worry about it. it I hits. would like it to, I would like it to be known that it's a 25. Okay, you get a 25. Of course a 25 is gonna hit. A 25 would hit fucking Tiamat, okay? So roll, <laughs> roll damage. All right, all right, all right. I'm so excited, I'm so excited. 10 points of piercing damage and five points of fire damage, 15 total, and it is going to have disadvantage on strength savings throws for the next minute. Okay. Uh, and Oka is going to lodge the sword right in between the eyes on its face. And hang on, like, they're going to brace their feet against the bridge of its nose and just like, bam! You slam your sword in there and this thing lets out like a human wail. It doesn't sound like a monster. Oh. It sounds like a person screaming as you plunge your fiery, bloodied sword uh, into its face. It lets out this this horrific, really pitiful wail. And you see like its like its neck begin to thrash a little uh, as you're like bracing yourself on top uh-huh. of it. Uh, is that the end of your turn? I, I've taken literally everything I could take so far. So yes, that is the end of my turn. At the end of your turn... This creature oh, rears up onto its two back legs. So you're now like in the air, like 20 feet up into the air, like flailing at the end of this demonic palm tree. And it is going <laughs> to <laughs> bend its neck in like a really like contorted Mania from your perspective. It really it, like makes like a U-turn with its neck to bring it down to its front claws. And it's gonna bam, try to smash you with its claw. Uh, <laughs> so. And this is on Oka's turn. Not its turn. Uh, this is a legendary action it's taking at the end of Oka's turn. Uh, so... What? Wait, a what? A legendary action that it's uh, taken. What? You know, would, better, monsters. Would a 16 hit? Yes. Okay. Oka, I am sorry to say, but you are going to take... Holy uh, fuck. I have only 36 hit points. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> 13 points of slashing damage. Okay. Lord, fuck. You take 13 points I of have resistance. I have resistance to poison damage. Good, because you're also going to take an additional five points of poison damage, but you're only going to take two. Okay. Its claws also seem to be dripping with the same kind of black, green, like poison venom uh, that its tail is. Uh-huh. Okay. Amaniya, um, you, mm-hmm. you see this creature okay. dig its claws into Oka's back and just rake. Okay. Wiggles their fucking sword in tighter. And lets out another pitiful human scream. And now actually walking carefully, but measuredly up to this creature is going to be this large buff drow woman. She's going to unfurl her whip, lash her arm back, and try to attack the claw that was that's like raking your back, Oka. Uh, the whip lands. Manaya, because Oka, I think your back is turned. You see like the whip actually wrap around the claw and this creature is going to take a 15 points of slashing damage and another three points of piercing damage so that is 17 total uh as the whip hits it and then this woman is going to make a it's going to try to grapple it and for now succeed it has disadvantage on saves it's not a save necessarily it's a it's a check but the distinction seems pretty silly so i'll say it does 
Uh, either way, it would have failed. Ah. <laughs> the distinction does seem silly, like based on like flavor-wise, what we're trying to do here. So this woman, this drow woman, is you, you hear her ugh, like sort of groan as she pulls this huge thing's arm away from your back. And that's going to be her turn. And now we are going, and the other three men are sort of circling, and they let out a, a cry as they begin to just blindly attack this thing as this thing's tail begins to whip at them. And on that whip, we transition over to V. V, what do you, uh, what did you get? I got an 18. Okay. All of y'all are rolling high for your initiative. You go first. So I'm going to cast Fireball. Obviously, the Holy room is fuck. larger than 20 feet because I can't see past my light. So I didn't ask how big the room was. I said I cast Fireball. Okay. <laughs> so this is, this is what's going to happen. V is going to, like, as if her hand is almost like a gun, like cock it and like get ready with the gem face forward. And then just the littlest little flame is going to sputter out of it and dance through the air past all the creatures. And like, maybe like they kind of see it and they're interested. Yeah. They're like looking, they're like looking at the orchestral music. It's kind of like the beginning of Forrest Gump with the, with the feather. And it's just going to like go into the darkness and like flick and like seem to be gone. And all of a sudden just, Boom! This 20 feet radius fireball is going to consume everything within 20 feet. So anything that is within that radius has to do a dex save against 14. And if they hit the dex throw, they only take half 8d6 damage. I will say these are just little chicken things. Here you're incinerating. I'll make one roll for. Did you just say 8d6? 8d6. They fail. Why don't you roll damage? And V, while you're rolling damage, you weren't able to do this before. What changed? No, I, we, I leveled up after I fought the Sievert. I realized that my fire was really going to be helpful in maybe round two with Sievert. And so whenever I've had some free moments away from y'all, I have been sitting here trying to cast Fireball just over and over again until I've started to get a hang of it. Were you powered by rage and anger oh, yeah. at Sievert? Yeah. Let's say oh, like yeah. the, all of that swims to the surface. You're thinking about this white dragonborn man that wronged you, and you blast these creatures into the beyond. What did you get? 29 points of da- fire damage. Okay. Uh, hold on. I have to do a little bit of math. You see the far corner of this room just light up. You see more cages. This room actually goes for, as the fireball is like light illuminating it, right? Uh, You see that this room actually goes for far deeper than you expected. It's less of a room, more of a hall, but it's wide as well. And like lighting the hall are just cages, cages upon cages upon cages of like not moving things inside of what used to be people, their bodies. Uh, And your, your fireball, it's like a tunnel of flame. Good for you, uh, because you see a, a ton of these creatures just like in like the hallway, like outside of the cages, like they were all just feasting on bodies and all of them just let out this, I like this like horrible, like high pitched squealing wail uh, as the flame incinerates them and you kill 10 of them at once. You see their, their charred bodies just, they like burn up and they're screaming and they, they melt into ash. That's how hot the fireball is. They, they just turn into ash. Uh, and there's only like a handful of them left. There's only maybe like four or five of their brethren who are able to either able to like dodge out of the way or they weren't in the like exact blast radius. But for that one moment, the end of this hall was illuminated. Maybe 35, 40 feet away from where you're standing, a large 
door made of stone. And you saw very briefly a chrysalis uh, symbol etched into it, light up, turning red with your flame. You also saw, sort of at the end, two familiar-looking creatures sort of shrinking away from the light. Masses of black shadow made of tangled limbs. The creatures that you fought off for the quake. And now it is going to be the remaining chicken's turn. Let's say there's there's four of them. They all, they all they run up to you and they all each try to latch onto a different limb. Okay, one hits, one does not. One hits, one does not. So two of them hit, the other two just sort of sail past you, let's say, as you like dodge them. Uh, and they are going to hit you. You take 10 piercing damage total from the two. One latches onto your left leg, the other latches onto your right arm. They they dig in and they're like, they're holding on. They're holding on to your limbs. And the other two that sort of sail past you, you hear their sharp taloned claws scrabble on the ground. They turn around and try to, they're going to go for you again. And that's sort of the end of this combat round, let's say. You hear them scrabbling and they're launching themselves at you again. And now we move to Dewey. Oh, Cardu, Cardu, Cardu. It's your turn. Uh, no bug talk, but <laughs> bugs are on you. Great. Love it. Are they on me? They were like they were. Tr- they were trying to bite you. These boxes are stacked pretty high, right? I want to. Yeah, there's like there's, there's like a bunch them. of different mounds of various sizes. You're gonna try to climb one. But they're invisible. Not within there. within a hundred radius, there are no more of your sword. You see some in the distance. Are you gonna try to feel for them to see if they're there but invisible, but or to like confirm right. if they've actually vanished? Yeah. As you sort of like stumble because you know there's the myriad is on you uh, toward one of these uh, boxes. You you your body collides into one. They seem to have simply turned invisible. Okay, I just want to get a little bit off the ground. As high as I can go without like, I mean, I can't see what I'm climbing. So let's say make an athletics check with disadvantage. You can try to use inspiration to cancel it out if you want. Is that my action? No. Okay. Nine. That is going to be treated as a mixed success, so you can use inspiration if you want to. We have a lot. You have a lot. We have a lot. Please use them. Okay, fine. Are you going to use collective inspiration or your individual? I'll do my own first. Okay, sounds good. So roll one more time. 13. Yeah, with a 13, that's just like a flat, middling, average success, let's say. Uh, you, you sort of ungracefully, with your feathered hands, claw your way up this invisible... Like, you, like, miss a few times. It's like not being able to see stairs, you know, but going the other way. You're doing your best. You manage, with a 13, you manage to get about 10 feet off the ground. Uh, your sword is still... Like flying in a propeller around you, you could hear his voice in your head go, Ah, it's on you, father! Shall I hack? Shall I hack? You got this. Okay, uh, make an attack roll for your sword, if that's what you want. You can attack roll against yourself. Yeah, so I will <laughs> let you know, if you get a nat 1 or a really low attack roll, it will hit you instead. Not the case. I okay. got 23. Holy shit! Okay, yeah, mm. it, it, it just, it doesn't cut your skin, but it, you know, like it like just cuts the bugs off. You know, uh, so roll damage. <laughs> Just a little off the top. Seven damage. A few bugs fall off of you. You know, maybe like say like half of the bugs fall off of you mm-hmm. and they fall onto the ground and the rest sort of hiss in anger. Uh, do you, Dewey, as you have a move? Yep, I'm going to reach into my bag and pull out one of the gems of, uh, well, it is just one gem of seeing um, that Dr. So gave us. Okay, how many charges mm-hmm. did I say it had? Two? Two. Okay, you're going to expend a charge. Okay. Like, I don't know how it works. I'm like shaking it, like okay. through it. Wow. Okay. You're going to look at the myriad? The whole room if I can? As you peer through this gem at your body first, let's say that's what you're preoccupied with, you don't see centipedes. Instead, roll religion. Religion? 
for a bunch of bugs? Oh, fuck. Because it's a gem of true sight. It allows you to see a creature's true form. This is like I'm level 20 shit. Another point of inspiration, because that was a nat one. Sounds good. God damn, today is not a good day for rolls. Would you like to use a collective inspiration? You have Do it, to I wanna know, I wanna know. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna use a point of collective inspiration. Do I'm it. just burning through these, huh? What'd okay, there we go. Uh, 20. 20. Uh, you see a demon holding on to you. Uh, instead of the myriad, you know, dog-headed man, person's body, you just see just a, like a mess of like eyes, mouths, like grabbing hands and like gaseous form. Um, this is the myriad's true form. And based on your 20 roll, you know instantly, instinctively, the smell of burning hair, everything's coming together. This is a demonic entity. The myriad is not a person. The myriad, in fact, based on how demons work in Endake, is an emissary of the beyond. A creature that can travel between the now and where the gods reside. For some reason, is here. His form seems, is, is mercurial. It's never stable. Like you see, like it seems to flash between neon, um, translucent rainbow, and then like pure pitch black, and then like celestial angelic white. And its form is constantly shifting, constantly moving. This is the thing that is clinging onto your body. Uh, and as you sweep and look around the room, you see the boxes that are now, that were invisible there. They're no longer invisible. You see the ground. It appears that whatever effect your sword sliced open had just caused like a, a sphere, a hundred, ra hundred foot radius sphere of invisibility to like, to like descend, like radiate from where it cut out the box. As you look around, you don't see a wall or ceilings, which means that in its truest form, there are no walls or ceilings in here, which likely means this is a pocket dimension of some sort. So the door I came in through. So the, as you're looking for the door you came in from, uh, it doesn't seem to be there anymore. Nice going. As you're like peering through this gem, the myriad, you hear his voice, even though he's a collection of bugs, half of which are on the floor. Uh, you hear like his voice like hissing in your ear, like, <sighs> You may be able to see me, but that doesn't stop the fact that I'm going to poach you alive, boy. Um, and he's gonna uh, shift form. Uh, the rest of the bugs peel off of you. I guess if you wanted, you could have an attack of opportunity against the bugs as they fall away from your body. Let's do it. Okay. I will take anything I can get. Great. Do you have like a dagger on you or like a regular short sword or something? I have a quarterstaff. Great. You're gonna use your quarterstaff. What did you get? A 10. It's not quite going to be enough. Uh, you can expend another point of collective inspiration if you want. No, that's Inspiration. Okay. I've the used like three points this round. No, it's fine. Okay, you, you, should, you miss. Uh, the bugs just want to fall away and you don't seem to hit any as they're falling away. And you hear like this cackling voice again in your head. As he falls to the ground, his, shift, his form shifts again. And by the time he hits the ground, the centipedes have formed a saber-toothed tiger. As... This thing just all powerful muscle and killer instinct with huge, these two huge fangs. And it is going to try to, it's gonna try to hit you. It's gonna try to pounce up at you because if the tiger can do that, it's gonna pounce up at you and try to take a bite. Is this because we're raising money for tigers? Yes, this is for <laughs> tigers, y'all. Oh God. Take, take a bite, uh, does a 20 unnatural hit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, does a 20 hit? 
Does a 20 hit your level 5 AC? Uh, you're gonna take your pigeon body. You're gonna take six piercing damage, and because it pounced at you, you uh, make a strength saving throw for me. Great, love those. 15. 15, uh, that is sufficient. Uh, you are somehow able to hold your ground against a literal saber-tooth tiger uh, as it, now the myriad is just on you. It's like scrabbling, it's it's found perches on the invisible boxes uh, and it, it's bit into you, uh, but you're able to stand your ground and you're not knocked over or knocked off of the invisible boxes. You be extinct. Kind of a weird disguise today. I've been alive longer than you have ever been thought of by the universe. Uh, and with that sort of guttural primal growl, we are going to transition back to our two best buds in the monster fighting pit. Yeah. Tanks, buds, tanks, buds. Tanks, tanks, tanks. Last we uh, saw y'all, uh, this face stealer's tail was whipping at the three unfortunate uh, nameless dudes uh, running toward oh it with short swords and shields. And you see its tail just like, just like slap. One of them is able to like guard it and brace with his uh, shield, but the other two are not so lucky with their bucklers. They are knocked backwards and they let out horrifying screams of pain as the spikes dig into their body and they're knocked prone. Uh, that's another legendary action uh, this creature is taking and it, it lets out a uh, from you the various two legendary actions. From the various faces on its body, it lets out a scream of either anger or anguish. You can't tell. The three guys, two of whom were knocked over, the one who was able to brace himself, he shakes it off, he runs forward, and he's gonna try to s- slash at this thing, and he manages uh, to deal six points of damage with his short sword. And the other two get up, and they run up toward it as well, but they're limping real bad, they're bleeding, and they, they get it for a six as well total, so total is 18 points of damage from these three dudes. Uh, and now we're gonna go back to the top of the order, and that is going to be Manaya. All right. I've been planning this out for like six years. I'm so fucking ready. I've always wanted somebody to throw me. This is making our dreams come Ah, true. Let's do it. So Manaya's been running forward Mm -hmm. as she was getting momentum to to launch Oka forward. Uh, She's going to keep running forward and shout at the drow woman behind her. Okay. On my mark, pull. Okay. She looks at you uh, with these like bright burning eyes. And she doesn't seem to react, but you get the sense that she is on your page. Okay, so the head is like curled down, right, towards the ground. Uh, yeah, it was it was With curled at, at itself, at its own belly. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But it's it's one of its its claws is like pulled away yep. because the whip is on it. Manaya is going to run up to what would be the top of it that's now curled down, bear hug it, and attempt to flip the thing over. The whole thing. The whole thing. It's huge. It's 15 feet large, uh, but you can, it's going to be but hard. I'm using, that, I'm using that nat 20 that we have that like. Using the auto crit. The auto crit. Oh, that's use the right auto crit. Okay. Okay. I'll, okay. I'm flipping this. I will, I will wrestle this face stealer. Okay. 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 Fine. You use your nat 20. It's gone now. Okay. You launch yourself at this thing and you. Ugh, muscles and I, and I, tense. I, I yell at the, the drow as well. To, to pull and help you? Yep. Okay, yep. she pulls. I like that. And with your combined huge muscular girl strength, uh, yeah. this uh. thing lets out more <laughs> of those like humanly whales as it is flipped onto its belly and piled-drived onto the ground. Just whoosh, 
there's a huge explosion of dust on the ground uh, as this thing hits the ground. Why don't you roll damage uh, for it? Uh, the same way you would roll like just like damage on your axe, but let's count it as oh. bl- let's count it as bludgeoning. Not twenty, so double damage. I'll allow it. Uh, uh, Oka screams as they get flipped yeah. around again. But yeah, you're still there. You're, you're hanging on. Actually, I mean, yeah. Oka's not Oka's not moving that much because the the head isn't moving. It's that's the axis. It's the but, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's yeah. the it's the fulcrum. D twelve. That's a crit, which means I get to roll uh, nine time. So sixty. Sixty. Okay. Because it's double damage, so I have my strength modifier twice. Hold on. I do one d six. Yeah. Manaya is built for single target. Damage and damage soaking. Yeah, okay. When it comes to crowd control, nothing. But 60 damage. Jesus is it dead? fucking Christ, no. Is it dead? It is not No. Dead. I have an extra attack, because I'm level 5. Okay, go for it. <laughs> See ya! Uh, Y'all like, ooh, legendary action! Ooh, fuck you! You're literally unkillable demigods. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> fuck off! I'm salty about this one. <laughs> it's my monster, you're killing her! <laughs> okay, what you mean? <laughs> so, so here's what I'm gonna do. I have an extra tax on level five. Okay. Uh, so Manaya's gonna, after she like pile drives this thing, <laughs> uh, is gonna get up, pull her axe out, and attempt to like cut this thing's head off. Okay. 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 Um, roll the hit, I suppose. Yes. Do I get advantage because it's prone? Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Listen. Give me some hype in chat, please. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, y'all, that was 60, 60 uh, plus points of damage. That's I'm like going to be mad if I don't get my second turn. Uh, 21 to hit. Obviously that hits. Not natural. <laughs> I love when Connie has to use the voice that I use because Connie's trying to kill me. <laughs> I'm I... so overpowered. That was a one for damage, which I re-roll because that's a two-handed weapon. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven damage. Uh, do I successfully chop it? You, you hack it. Yeah, maybe okay. it's, it's a thick neck. You don't chop it off, but you do get, like, you get your axe good in there. Your axe is whoosh, whoosh, okay. wedged in there. I'm going to oh my God, there's basically more. jump on it. Uh, I have an action surge, which gets me an extra action, which I'm going to use to fully try to cut this thing's head off. You're going to uh, attack so again. Yes. Okay. Go uh, action surge to, like, actually just cut this thing's head off. Okay, you can try. Go for it. I'm going to use a point of my inspiration. Okay. That was only an 18, and I'm not happy with that. Uh, oh, that's uh, 24 to hit. Okay, that hits. Uh, so that's four, eight more damage. Eight more damage. Okay. Do I cut this thing's head off? You do not, unfortunately. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, so you were close, though. It's like, it's like neck is like opening up. You know what I mean? Like this like black blood is gushing out and spraying you in the face. Uh, and Oka, you're cl- you're clinging onto this thing's head. Is that the end of your turn, Devin? Uh, I'm just gonna yell, we'll help over here. Uh, uh, and that's, <laughs> it, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. Muting myself. Bye. Okay. Uh, at the at the end of your turn, uh, this thing is going to try to use its one of the claws that's flailing. It's gonna try to reach up and try to just like splat at you. Uh, so it's going to make an attack roll against you. Does a 25 hit. Cody, fuck off. Okay, you take 10. That's a 25 hit. 22 points of slashing damage uh, and four points of poison damage. Uh, as this thing just 
It's its hand is like the size of well, you're big, so not quite the size of your torso. Uh, but it's it's raking your entire body from head to toe, and the, it just slashes you like. And that's how much damage you take as its uh, legendary action. Uh, and now it is going to be finally Oka's turn. Sorry. Uh, take us home, Oka. Oka's like riding a roller coaster, I think. They're yes. like, they're like, I'm on your face. And then they're like, no, no. Like, you know, like, you know, like tw- t- turned upside down. And then they got stabbed in the back with a bunch of pointy claws. And they're still holding on upside down, stabbing into it as hard as they can. And then the whole thing just flips over they go uh, and they're still hanging on but i don't think they have to because they're actually on the ground like they're on the ground yes like they're standing over it now yes. and they're like okay where, where am i where am i all right let's fucking go uh here's manaya watches her nearly cut this thing's head off and is like all right i got this i'm gonna use my Oh, my action to use my radiant soul. Okay, go for it. Uh, a couple freckles on Oka's face are going to start glowing. Okay. Their eyes flash a little bit, and the halfway through invisible wings sprout from their back. Uh, they're going to just push off into the air, uh, taking the sword with them. Okay. As the sword is coming out, Oka is going to use their blood curse of binding and I'm going to attempt to bind the creature. Like, I'm going to draw its own blood out with my sword. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Like, I'm going to let it come out, and then as I'm rising into the air, like, cover it, like, the same kind of, like, blood rope, you know? Okay. I mean, like, coming out of their sword. So what does it have to do? Uh, Strength save? It has to make a strength save, and it is still under the effect of my bonded bloodletting. Yeah, so it's disadvantage Um, on it. Okay, yeah, it does not make that save. So what happens now? Okay, yeah. What does it look like? Uh, its speed is reduced to zero, uh, and it cannot use reactions, okay. uh, which means that it is still prone on the ground, and it will be prone on the ground uh, until the end of my next turn. Uh, is yep. that... So you you draw its blood out, and it looks like a... Are you going to do the web thing again? It's kind of like... Um, a spider web when the edge of the edge of the spider is Oka's sword and they're like up above it and kind of like lashing it back and forth. Like and, and as it falls down, you know, it like creates the blood net. Okay. You see like these red lines bite into its body. Uh like it's a Christmas ham. Uh and it, it's pinned onto the ground with your blood and it like thrashes and it's trying uh but you can see it's like pallid flesh kind of flush red and green with the sick blood curse that you inflicted upon it that's making that's weakening its movements i have an extra attack i forgot yep Oka's gonna fucking dive bomb it it's gonna go (laughs) with their sword uh and i think they're actually gonna come down feet first onto the tip of manaya's axe Okay. Not like they're going to stab it, but onto like the handle, you know? With your feet? Well, and, and the other side of the axe is uh, rounded, so there's no chance mm-hmm. of you like cutting your feet off. Cutting your feet off. Okay. Uh, so yeah. why don't you make an attack roll then with your body? Uh, folding the wings in and coming down. Yes. Uh, 22 unnatural. That that hits. Uh, so roll damage. Let's say yeah. roll damage like you normally would with your sword, but make it, I don't know, slashing. Okay, great. I mean, it's already slashing. Right. 13 uh, we, points no. of piercing damage 13. and an extra four points of um, fire damage. This thing's head comes off. 
Uh, as you pummel your feet yeah. into it, it, it does. the neck just severs. Uh, and its its head actually, with the remainder of its neck, rolls away. But the head is still screaming, yelling in anguish. And like blood is, black blood is just spraying everywhere from this wound. On that, we cut to V. Uh, but before we cut to V, we are actually cut. going to... Like it, cut it. We're going to cut. cut, like, as it cut, cut its head off, like we're going to cut over onto V's bright green eyes glowing uh, from the flames that she just cast. But before we get to her, we're going to take a break. Uh, yeah, with that, let's go back, right back into the action. Uh, v, we were yes. left off with you, your eyes lighting up green with with red of this flame dying down now as uh, two, two chicken boys have latched their uh, gnawing, hungry mouths onto your two limbs and the other two scrabble and snarl behind you while you can't see them anymore, but you know they're there, these two shadow creatures at the end of this hallway lined with cages. Mm-hmm. It's your turn. What do you do? I am going to use a sorcery point to cast uh, Shocking Grasp on both of the chicken boys that are attached to me. Okay. How does that work? Is it just uh, I have, I have to roll to try to hit. Cool. One of them is 21, and the other is... Can I, can I ask whether this hits, whether I re-rolled it or not? Uh, you can't ask if it hits, but okay. you can tell me what it is, and I can give you a facial expression. <laughs> All right. Well, it was a 15. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it then. So okay. 15 and 21. Both hit. Uh, roll okay. Okay. Uh, they're, they're like minion status right now, which means that pretty much any amount of damage can take them out. Uh, so as you like zapping them, uh, both of them are let out. Like, uh, and they're, they, uh, their mouths like pop open and they fall off. Uh, and they're dead at your feet. Perfect. Excellent. That's really all I can do at this time. Um, I don't have any type of other thing. Something interesting happens. Uh, as soon as these, like, you fry these things, right? They fall to the ground. The two behind you let out these, like, low snarls. And they start chittering, like, have you ever heard, like, like you know, like the, the dinosaurs in uh, Jurassic Park when they, when they, like, chirp to each other? It's kind of that noise. Yeah. And then they are both going to weave and try to run down the hallway past you, like away from you toward the door. You can make a melee attack of opportunity if you would like against one of them. <laughs> I mean, all I have are my, f- it's a fist. So I'll, I'll try Kick to punch them. one of them. Okay, make an attack roll with uh, strength as you're- Punch the chickens. <laughs> okay, wait, Stomp wait, the chickens. Oh, it's a 16. That hits. Uh, roll 1d4 plus your strength modifier. <laughs> Plus, oh, yeah. the max it's going to be is two then. You need at least, like, it's just a small amount to kill these. They're minion status. That is enough. That is enough. <laughs> they each have one hit point. You, bam, you stomp one of them and it just, it's like, it's pancaked on the ground. No. Uh, but the other one just weaves past your stomping feet and disappears into the darkness down the hallway. And for you, V, combat seems to be over. Or at least it appears so. An unsettling darkness and quiet settles over the hallway now. You hear what seems to be a stone creaking against stone, like. What do you do? Oh dear. 
I'm gonna make. Sh- I'm gonna have my light back on and looking around, and I'm gonna walk towards that door. Uh, I would love to try to perceive anything while walking towards it. Okay, as you're walking toward the door, you look around at the cages that line the wall. They're all filled with like skeletons, picked clean of like flesh, you know, and and meat and skin, and also just, like, clothes, tattered, bloodied clothes left on the, on the ground, as well as, like, belongings just scattered everywhere. You see packs. You see a satchel with coins spilled. I might want to take some of those gold pieces that I see. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> uh, okay, you approach one of the cages where you see, like, a, a fat coin purse has been, like, spilt open. Just these big, huge, fat coins are calling at you just based on a, 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 a glance there's at least like like 10 to 20 gold pieces in there that's a lot of money I'm gonna like yeah. look both ways and pour it into my own actually I'll just put it in my pack yeah I'll just put put them in my pack so these are cages with their, with doors that have like keys on them so as you try the door um, it's not locked uh, and it just swings open uh, on well-oiled hinges. And you notice these cages look pretty new. They're not like old and rusted. They're like clean, stainless steel almost. And as you walk in, your your boots sort of tink, 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 thud against like the, the steel ground. And you, you, you stoop down next to this corpse, the skeletal corpse, and you begin to you, you grab the money and you put it in your pack. Uh, you can now add uh, 25 gold pieces to your belongings. Ooh, yeah, I'll put them in my pack, and then I'll keep heading towards that door. Okay, you you, you turn around. Uh, what's your passive perception again? Ten. Okay, uh, it's a ten. As you're, let's say as you're stooping down and putting the coins in your pouch, you hear that stone groaning again. You hear the groan, go-go-go-go-go-goosh. Do you do anything? Let's go some chaotic action, shall we? I'm going to cast Disguise Self. Okay. Using, when I went in Balraj's mind, I saw a priest, right? And I'm going to then use Disguise Self to transform to look like that. Okay. Uh, the priest that you remember, uh, when Balraj, when he peered into his mind and you saw him prone on that hospital bed with his blood lung disease and this priest came and cured him. A bald man with kind of like a wrinkly face, kind of pale skin, uh, very varicose, uh, and these like long garments, these robes with like a beautiful like chrysalis uh, embroidered on the front, right? Kind of an older mm-hmm. man, right? Very like nondescript, almost like he were molded from like Play-Doh, kind of a doughy face. You turn into him, uh, robes and all? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. You turn around with your 10, you don't hear the footsteps until they're right up on you. Uh, and you come face to face with the guy that you're that you're pretending to be. Excellent. Um. Well, he's by himself. Let's say he's by himself. He's in the robes. His his fingers fingers are steepled. And as he is your flash, is your light still on? How are you does handling the light? Any, no. Does, if your light were gone, this would be in absolute darkness. Yeah, I'll keep it on. But um, let's say, would I have had enough time to? Pull out a torch and and do light on the torch. Let's say you do. Okay, I'm, I'm that's not, what I'll, I'll do. I won't begrudge you of that. You're holding a torch that's glowing magically with light. Or are you just mm-hmm. making, like, a regular torch if you have torch in your backpack? Nah, I'm just going to cast light on the tip of it, so okay, it's much good. more friendly, eco-friendly. <laughs> Jesus, okay. Uh, eco-friendly decision. Uh, you turn and you see your, your, your quote-unquote, yourself. 
Uh, there's a, a brief moment of, you're not sure if it's surprise. His face doesn't seem to change at all. He just sort of sees you, stops, says, that's interesting. I am going to say this with actually my V voice still. I'm going to be like, I have a business proposition for you. Uh, the man sort of cocks his head a little to the side and you see like just interest, curiosity glimmering in his eyes and he waits for you to speak. I see what you have going on here at the Chrysalis. I've heard all about your goings-on across the world. You're trying to obviously become something important in Undake after our... uh, Now that we have an opportunity with the stars being gone. And, you know, I think you could use my help, and I think I could use your help. Who are you? I'm going to let my... Just like the face uh, melt away back into V, and I'll be like, I'm your best friend, V. Uh, Something that looks like recognition flashes across this man's face. Um, And he says, ah, the elf. I have heard of you. Hmm. And he looks around at the cages at you know, the blood on the ground, the dead monsters uh, that you've you've killed, the scorch marks. You know, it's very obvious a battle happened here, and it's very obvious you, see, you saw these cages, you know, and you know that there's something, something going on here. Um, and he says, you style yourself as one of our prophets. No? It was uh, an easy, easy scam to lay on some of your uh, up-and-coming priests and... Uh... I'm willing to roll with it if you are. We might have an opportunity for you uh, based on your uh, reaction to seeing this. He gestures at the fact that you just pillaged this body. We might make good allies. I couldn't agree more as long as you don't make me sign one of those contracts. Ha! No, 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 no. Only the grass signed the contract. You are far more enlightened than the grass. Clearly, if you were able to swindle your way all the way down here. My name is Shakor. Shakor Lee. I am a priest of the chrysalis. These creatures serve us. In fact, they are more holy than what we could ever hope to attain on our own. Come. Let us test your loyalty. You lead the way, my friend. Uh, He, Shakur, uh, smiles, that doughy smile, almost like his, again, like his flesh is is soft and malleable. Um, And he turns around with his hands clasped behind his back and walks down the hallway toward where the door is, the stone door. I'm going to follow, yes, I'm going to let this guy's self completely melt off, and then I'm going to cast Minor Illusion to make... There's going to be two sets of feet going through and making sure I'm not directly behind him ever and just trying to mess with his auditory ability to know where I am. But yes, I'm following. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, yeah, you cast Minor Illusion to like make the uh, auditory effect. Uh, so 
you know, he doesn't actually know exactly where you are. He doesn't seem to, he either doesn't notice or doesn't care. Either way, he doesn't turn around. And your light eventually from your torch lands upon this stone door. And he raises like a hand and presses it against the chrysalis symbol. And the chrysalis symbol um, glows in a black light that doesn't actually make light. But because your torch is shining on it, you see it glows darkly. Um, almost in like an absence of light, in the opposite of light, like antimatter. Uh, and then the the door with that noise from earlier, it rolls open, leads into a tunnel of rough hewn rock. Do you follow? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be like, oh, what is this? A tunnel of love, perhaps? Uh, this uh, shock word doesn't laugh at all or say, you know, dignify that quip with a response, but he does say, you are about to meet my leader, the enlightened Imago. Compose yourself. He will be the final judgment. See if you are worthy of joining our ranks, the upper echelons of the chrysalis. See if you are worthy of being touched by the chrysalis of being molded and changed by the chrysalis, if you are worthy of the birth. Uh, and you follow. Uh, and on that, we turn, we, we, we cut to Dewey. Uh, Dewey, this saber-toothed tiger is snarling at you right in your face. But you know, from looking through that gem of, of true sight, gem of true seeing, you know that the myriad's true form is just this shifting black, constantly moving white, chromatic mass, right? This isn't his true form. Not even the dog-headed man is his true form. Uh, and this the saber-toothed tiger seems to grin. Uh, and it is, I believe, your turn. Can I have my sword distract and keep- Keep fighting? thrashing and, yeah, trying to get at him. Okay, yeah, so make an attack roll on your sword's behalf. 20. Uh, that hits. So as your sword wheels through the air and starts slashing at the saber-toothed tiger, uh, you hear that voice again pressing in on all sides at you as though you were a person drowning and the water was pressing down on your body. Uh, and you hear the voice say, aren't you tired of fighting, Cardu? Just let me kill you. It's so much faster. I promise you it's painless. It's like falling asleep. I'm gonna ignore that. Okay, uh, so why don't you roll damage? Five points. Okay, five points of damage, cool. Uh, the sword sort of rakes along the side of the saber-toothed tiger's uh, fur, and he lets out just like a, <laughs> like a laugh, almost as though that, that didn't bother him or hurt him at all. And he says, I tire of this. You no longer amuse me. I'm bored with you. I think I'll end this quickly. You obviously have something. This can't be all you came to this plane for. Uh, there's a pause. A, a pause, because it's Sabertooth Tiger. Uh, there's a pause uh, as the myriad you see, see his like huge jaws sort of cocked to the side. And he says, what do you know of the planes, boy? You're not from here. And I doubt you came here just to take a job with the URL and hunt. Me down. Uh, yeah, why don't you take a point of inspiration for that? That's a very astute insight. The myriad says, that gem, of course. I have no idea how you found yourself one of those trinkets of the beyond. 
Hmm. But you're right. I'm not just here to run mortals' errands for them. There's something I'm looking for. In the meantime, I seek to sate my boredom. He sort of looks at you with like a predatory glint in his eyes. You want to tell me what that item is? And we can stop this dog cat thing? Why, you, you think you can help me? You think you can help me. I'm capable of much more than you. Roll persuasion. Great, that's charisma, right? Yes. Oh, fuck. I'm taking a point of inspiration because okay. my rolls tonight have been garbage. That was a nat one, by the way. Oh! Guess what I got now? And a nat 20. A nat 20? Yeah. Holy fuck! The myriad's form melts until he's no no longer a tiger, but that dog-headed man again. And he's sort of leaning against this, like, stack of invisible crates. So it looks like he's, like, just, like, leaning on air. And he, like, looks at you and says, You know, why the hell not? I don't care about money, really. I just care about what's interesting to me. And this conversation right now is much more interesting than the hundreds of thousands of gold coins they're piling into my ledger. Uh, And he leans forward and says, What do you know of the Stranger War? What do I know of the Stranger War? That's out of character. Roll roll history. Uh, Because I'm asking for a history roll because I don't actually know if your character would know. I do know. It's a 25. Holy fuck. Okay. Oh, I really didn't think I would have to pull out my GM notes right now, but I do. The Stranger War. That event rings a bell in your head. And you're a researcher, Dewey. That's your whole thing. Uh, You've poured through history books before. You know your stuff. You know your lore. Even though you're primarily an inventor, you are well-read. The Stranger War is an odd chapter in Andake's mythos legends. You're not quite sure. Uh, It's, it's... So everyone knows the queen, the gambit of queens. That's sort of like the Trojan War in in terms of Andaka history. It's this like mythologized historical event, the clashing of various queens um, back before Andaka was Andaka, before there were eight distinct nations all vying for power. It's called the Queen's Gambit because they used the people like pawns um, in, in this war. The people suffered the most. And when the people were done suffering, they rose up. Uh, Leading the people were eight paragons. That's important for the Stranger War. These eight paragons exemplified the best aspects of the eight gods of Andake. They were mortals said to be chosen by the gods to champion their ideals. The Stranger War is an account. It's sort of like the Aeneid to the Iliad. If you're not sure what those two things are, the Iliad is an account of the Trojan War. The Aeneid tells of a hero, Aeneas, after the Trojan War. It's basically like fanfic of the Iliad, written much, much, like, written later. Stranger War is similar. It claims, this account claims, that the Paragons, after, you know, ending the Gambit of Queens, the Paragons were called back together again by their gods to combat a threat uh, known only as the Stranger. Uh, it's this sort of like um, 
it's it's almost like someone's OC, you know, that they wrote into this. They're like, oh, like I have, I've got this super powerful godlike thing that can kill all the gods. Uh, oh, and all the heroes of, of, of like past ages uh, banded together and try to fight this thing. Kind of like that. That's sort of how the Stranger War is treated in academia, which is why you haven't read too much into it. It's like, oh, this didn't actually happen. This is like some like random person in history pr- writing this. This isn't an actual accurate account of what occurred. But that's what you know of the Stranger War. That's why it's called the Stranger War. It's all the paragons from the Gambit of Queens banding together to fight this stranger. I've read about it. What about what about the stranger? Let's just say I'm keeping an eye, uh, and a third eye opens on his forehead and then closes on the legitimacy of that. Uh, and his his dog nose starts sniffing you a little. What's that smell on you? Yeah, I haven't taken a shower in a couple days, but like uh, there's that, but it's it's deeper. The notes, the under. There's something on you, Dewey. I wasn't sure about it before, but my nose never lies. It's how I was able to track you. There's. <laughs> we might not be so different, you and I. Tell you what. Cardu, I'll tell my employers at the URL that you gave me the old slip. If you agree to help me when I come to you next. If you agree to help me, no questions asked, I'll let you go. Can you give me some context around this? Listen, boy, you're getting away with your life. Do you take the deal or not? I can't get roped into contracts promises with people I don't know their intentions of? That's that's why I left. I seek information about this stranger, okay? This monster. My, my god seeks information about this creature. I haven't been in contact with my god for two months now. I think we know why. Um, and the myriad just gestures generally. I have a feeling the two are related. Doesn't matter if I kill for pleasure. Doesn't matter if I care about the plight of the downtrodden. We're all stuck in the same damn boat. None of us can contact the beyond. Because of that, I'm seeking allies. And if you think you're so useful, I might require your help later down the line. I mean, I'm basically just good for information. I'm not like those devils. I don't require a contract. Just your word is good enough for me. Your, what's your? I'm gonna ask you again. What is your stake? My stake <laughs> is my existence. Good enough for you. Look, I can't be killed in a way that matters, but this thing might be the way that matters. I don't like to divulge my god's secrets or tell you more than you absolutely need to know because I like to see you squirm, Cardu. But it's more than that. We're all in danger, and the angels don't give a shit about what a demon says. But you might. Okay. Great. It's a deal. See you later, Cardu. Wait, hold up. How will I know to get in contact with you? I can sniff you out. No, that's, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> uh... Uh, the myriad says, that's how I like to do it. And then, gone. We're going to flash over to Manaya and Oka. As this thing's 
headless neck is spraying blood and gore. This drow woman lets her whip fly and just whoosh, flings her whip forward again, uh, lashing it onto the neck. Uh, what's the next stump, I guess? And is going to deal 15 points of damage to it as, as she just grunts and just squeezes. And as that happens, something horrific occurs. This thing is still moving. The three dudes are still like hacking away at its like back legs, right? It's two back claws. Grab onto two of the dudes. It squeezes their bodies and you hear them groan and you hear bones snap and crack. The tail eventually sneaks up and there's like just like a flash of movement and the dudes are no longer screaming because their faces are gone. Uh, and their like bodies fall to the floor. They don't move anymore. And you see their faces appear on this thing's torso where there were uh, blank spaces uh, of, of the two dudes locked in an eternal expression of anguish. Uh, and this thing is actually, let's see, uh, going to regain 12 hit points uh, as it absorbs these these men's faces and as if like invigorated right uh, by this 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 purloining of their expressions from the stump comes another head uh, and the crowd just goes wild Manaya is frozen and she whispers can't be beat. And she looks over at Oka with their wings on still unfurled, right? Mm -hmm. And it, this is the most scared you've seen Manaya's face. Like she was scared last time, but you couldn't really see her face. It's an expression that you've never seen before. Her eyes are like sunken in, her jaw is limp, and she just shakes her head up at Oka and starts stepping back towards the edge of the arena. I think Oka like glances over. They like kind of whirl. They like step into the air again as the thing's head comes out, uh, and they like whirl a little bit, flying in place for a moment, trying to like get out of the way. And they look at uh, Manaya just to check, you know. And then they look back because that is not the expression that they uh, recognize. And they also are paused for a moment, watching Manaya back away. Oka's going to drop to the ground kind of right next to it and you know like as fast as they can they uh try to grab the axe which i think is still maybe like in the creature's neck mm-hmm. you know yeah but eyes dropped the axe oh yeah they're gonna like grab it pick it up uh and like they're like going from an eye like drag like they're it's too it's too heavy for them mm-hmm. they can't fucking pick it up so they're dragging it in the dirt behind them like no no again 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 i need okay. you it, it can't be beat. It can. We just have to figure out how. Not that way, another way. Again. Oh, could those men are dead. You live, you die. Sometimes you live again. Take it. I have your back, you have mine. Let's go. Okay. She takes the axe. And like takes off into the air from right in front of Manaya. After you take off into the air, uh, this drow woman who's like still still like 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 lassoing this thing, 
glances over at you, Manaya, sort of looks you up and down and says, You good? She nods shakily. Look, I don't blame you, kid. This thing isn't from here. Anyone can see that. The fact that they're here cheering for this, as she like gestures at like the dead men, is fucking disgusting to me. I have a feeling you don't belong here, kid. It's okay, I got your back. Uh, and she yanks on it, uh, Oka, as you fly toward this thing. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Transplaner. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. Music is by Connie Chong, CIS, and Fezlian Studios, used with permission. Audio mixing is done by Mike Graham. Give Mike a follow on Twitter at OMikeGram. That's O-H, Mike, M-I-K-E, Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M. New podcast episodes drop every other Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at Transplaner RPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Transplaner RPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very special thank you to our Patreon paragons. Abigail Rytel, Azura, Brooke Bright, Cassidy Barnes, Charles, Cora Eckert, Lex Slater, Moonflower T, Purple Mouse, and Risa. 